Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Tuesday's edition of Morning Brews. My name, of course, is Ryan Smeltz. And today we are going to be talking about charging more. So if you haven't read the show notes yet, I have two bullet points here with several sub bullet points. What do you want to do? What do you do and why aren't you charging for it? And why are you still doing things for free? Now, to put a little context to today's topic, it was inspired somewhat by the guy we talked about at the end of yesterday's episode, Rob Garcia, and a little bit uh, inspired by a lot of folks I know who own or run a business, or maybe maybe they don't own and run a business. Maybe they're just nice people, and they want to help other people, uh, or they have a very strong impression that what what they do, like starting their business, they need to charge less in order to build the business. And that's just not true. So under what do you do and why aren't you charging for it? I have coaching, consulting, skills, and crafts. Now, I believe all three of these apply to everyone in business. Uh, I don't think it's exclusive to people who want to run, say, a coaching business. However, I want you to realize that if you run a woodworking business or you run a podcast business or you run a marketing business, you could offer coaching to other people in those industries. So just using that as an example, maybe you do run a coaching business. Maybe you have absolutely no interest in running a coaching business. Uh, the point I'm getting at is whether you're in coaching, consulting, or you have a skill or a craft that uh, you do for your business, a product or service you sell, um, then you should be charging for it. And I know what you're thinking. Well, I'm in business. Of course, I'm charging for it. But take a look at everything, the, the breakdown of what products and services you offer and make sure that you are charging. I'll give you an example. So maybe you have a 30 minute consult or a diagnosis, uh, whether, you know, you're looking at onboarding a long-term client, those usually come with the 30 minute consult, 10 minute consult, one hour consult, you know, you want to make sure that the relationship is going to be a positive beneficial relationship before you take on a new client part of setting expectations and making sure that both parties are a good fit for each other uh, for skills and crafts maybe you uh, offer a repair service of some type and so maybe you diagnose for free maybe there is a minimal uh, quote-unquote truck charge to get the technician out there and you know maybe you do something like if you go with the work we deduct that truck charge uh so these are the types of things i'm talking about where if you're in business and you do things like this 
that cost to your business is more than likely covered in the transaction completed when somebody decides to work with your company or uh, use you guys for the product or service that you offer. So for example, uh, I work with long-term relationships with clients. Uh, basically, when I take on a client, uh, they could be with me for potentially, depending on the speed of their growth, uh, they could potentially be with me for the life of their business. Um, I, I would suspect that on the low end, a successful relationship with uh, my company and a client would be uh, you know, maybe five years. I, I could see someone coming in and maybe outgrowing us in that amount of time on a, on a regular basis. Uh, once again, depending on the speed of their growth. And so I'm going to want to sit down and make sure that that's a good fit, but I'm not going to charge someone for that consulting uh, time up front. However, if you're talking about several in, in my industry, you could be talking about several short phone calls and maybe one long one, okay? You could be talking about a 10-minute phone call, a 15-minute phone call, a 30-minute phone call. Uh, once a week, once a month, you're talking about an onboarding process. But if at the end of the day, you're talking about a total of four hours invested in this potential client and they agree to go with the company for our services. Uh, even if I put two people in there, uh, my time is worth $500 an hour. Uh, so we're talking around $2,000 um, in, in, in cost to the company. But remember, I said that client will more than likely be with us over the span of you know, two years, five years, 20 years. Uh, once again, just depends on their growth and what their needs are and whether or not we're able to keep up with them and fill those needs. So the point I'm getting at there is that's a pretty large upfront cost, okay? That's covered over the lifetime of uh, the client holding a relationship with my company. So if you are in an industry such as marketing, whether you offer coaching or consulting or not, if you're looking at taking on a client and maybe the average lifespan of a client with you is, you know, for these purposes, maybe three to six months, maybe obviously, you know, you want to work uh, longer with clients, but it doesn't make sense once they, you know, once again, if you're in marketing, maybe they bring someone in-house maybe they're able to do that fairly quick thanks to your work. So is that phone call factored in to the price of what you charge for your services? And I think, excuse me, I think where a lot of people fall short with what I'm talking about here, not covering their costs over the lifespan of the customer is more along the lines of maybe they're a single marketing person working from home. And so they feel they only need to charge $15 an hour because 
that's what they need to put money in their pocket. They don't, they don't seem to show any uh, intention of growing the business or any willingness to reinvest in the business. So that's an example of where I would say uh, char charge more. Um, if you're on, say, Upwork or Fiverr, another um, platform I learned about recently, which uh, you'll you'll see that in an upcoming business and brews episode is vet gigs. So that's where you know marketers and web developers and people of that nature uh, who are veterans can get on and offer their uh, services on contract to companies. Um, you even if you're not uh, you know one of the big companies, so. An example I, I'll give you is a marketing company I learned about out in California. They're a big name and they have a lot of credibility on the back end as far as, uh, you know, the certifications and licensing they have. Uh, they're recognized as an official Google partner. Um, so that's just one example. They charge $750 an hour. Okay. Uh, now, obviously we're talking about, um, you know, actual time put in. Um, so if, if it's like, <laughs> you know, answering an email or something like that, maybe they're not on the clock, but when it comes to actually building and creating your workflows and your ads, whether on Facebook or Google, it's $750 an hour. Um, that's, that's up there. That's a chunk of change. Now, um, they know what they're doing and they get results and they do it very well. Uh, number one, number two, I'm not talking about the person sitting at home coming out the gate and saying, Hey, I'm going to charge $750 an hour when it's just me. And maybe they learned marketing yesterday. Uh, so I just, think that it's smart to set yourself up for success. So I'll give you an example. I'm about to roll something out uh, for both of the podcasts. And uh, there's, there's going to be a discounted rate involved. Uh, because I think that the people who come on board on board in the early stages should benefit from that. Uh, and I know that as large of an audience as we have, um, this, this is not uh, the number one podcast yet. Um, we are growing, uh, thanks to you and everyone else that listens to the podcast. But uh, basically, if you come into marketing and say you're offering contracted services on something like Upwork, instead of only charging the 15 or 20 or $30 an hour, um, looking at compensating yourself, look into investing more into providing a premium service and charge a rate of say a hundred dollars an hour with a special discount um maybe down to 50 bucks an hour if they go with x y or z package so that's just an example but whether we're talking about coaching consulting or skills and crafts if you're not currently charging for it you should be charging for it or making sure that that cost to your company is covered. And if you are charging for it, make sure that you're charging enough. 
Okay. So I'll, I want to move on now to why are you still doing things for free? Under this one, I have the difference between free and giving back, helping friends and family question mark and helping a nonprofit. So I think there's a very distinct difference in these three. Uh, number one, why are you still doing things for free? So I think too many times, you know, um, for example, I edit video and audio and put both of these podcasts out and occasionally someone will come to me and ask me uh, to help them out or put something together. And as much as uh, I want to charge, um, I don't always, sometimes people offer to pay me. Um, as I've talked about in the past, many times I try to turn them down because uh, I have plenty on my plate and I'm not an expert in the field of post-production. So um, I, th I think they would be better off, especially if they're going to pay going to someone who does it as a profession instead of somebody who does it because they have to until I can uh, offload it to someone else. So um, I think there's a big difference between doing something for free and giving back. When someone comes to you uh, and they don't want to pay you and they want you to help them out um, and they're not really providing any value uh, on their end, um, that's someone looking for something for free. And when you go along with it, that is you doing something for free. That is not giving back. Giving back, um, I, I would say holds a lot more value. So I'll give you one example. Uh, I actually had, uh, Peter Rashawn of Rashawn planning on the business and brew show. If you haven't listened to that episode, be sure to go back and, Find it and push play. That was a fantastic episode. He's Dave Ramsey, Smart Investor Pro. And what I found out is he kind of ended up where he is uh, because he was in radio. And he actually um, worked with Curtis Media Group for a little bit. And he has his own radio show. And now he does his own financial podcast um, and does all the editing and post-production on that. So I had him on the show. Um, obviously got him a little bit of exposure through our channels. And, uh, then, you know, one time I went to him and I had done uh, a guitar riff for, uh, my dad's stuff. And so I sent it to him and I said, Hey, would you be able to do anything with this? Uh, at that stage, I was really just looking to see if I could get slightly improved sound, um, because I am not set up to record excellent audio and I am not uh, trying to be a musician. I just wanted to slightly improve the uh, audio quality and he did it. So I have him uh, on my show as a guest. He actually had me come by the office one day uh, and we sat down and um, had a couple of beers and talked uh, just catching up and talked business and, and fun stuff, you know, uh, good, good guy to spend some time with. Uh, but I, I, I think there's a very distinct difference between me bringing someone on my show and then asking them, um, to, to edit audio like that, especially with the, the one-time deal. Um, and you know, someone coming up to me, uh, or, or him and saying, Hey, edit this, do this, you know, produce this, 
uh, left and right, and we're we're not we're not really having that value exchange. So um, that's the example I have with giving back, helping friends and family. Uh, I think this is a gray area. Uh, the reason I say that is because I'm a firm believer that family comes first. I honestly think no matter what it is. Uh, you should be helping your family out. I also think there is a very thin line uh, between you helping your family out and your family just taking advantage of you. Uh, so an example I would give there is if your mom or dad lives in a house where maybe the electrical wires pose a hazard and need to be replaced so the place doesn't burn down. Um, and you're an electrician, maybe you go in and uh, swap those out uh, for free. You know, you want to make sure your mom or dad's house doesn't burn down. It's posing a, a hazard. If your mom or dad lives in a house and they want Wi-Fi switches installed because they don't want to have to be bothered with touching a light switch, that's a little more of a convenience thing. So uh, just take a look at what it is, take a look at what needs to be done and what you can afford to do. Um, once again, I, I think you should always help family out. I think at the end of the day, friends will get discounts when discounts are available. Um, I don't think you're required to. I also uh, don't think that family who uses and abuses you should necessarily get the cold shoulder, but maybe they get a little bit higher price than one of your other family members just to kind of offset that cost. So uh, last I have helping a nonprofit. So um, that's a huge thing that's near and dear to my heart. Um, I am a very big fan of Gary Sinise and his foundation, uh, as well as Irreverent Warriors, which is on the list uh, as this show and the Veteran Talk Show grows to be able to contribute to them and their mission. So uh, that's just another example of giving back. Uh, if you are doing things for free, make sure that it is for a good cause. Once again, whether that is a value exchange uh, for your family or helping a nonprofit, there's Chosen Foundation. They do great stuff with veterans as well. Um, so if you're going to do stuff for free, find a nonprofit. Uh, make sure you're contributing to a cause that you support. Uh, and that, um, you know, your, your friends and family and customers and clients would support as well. So I may have gone a little bit long on this one, but that's what I have for you this Tuesday morning. Please leave us a five-star review as it helps bump the podcast up and put it in front of other people who may benefit from it as well. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Most importantly, tell your friends to subscribe as well. My name, of course, is Ryan Smeltz, and I will see you on the next episode of Morning Brews.